it's Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 118 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your guy, I'm your host, Mike Curry, and I'm back here with another episode, man. And if you missed last week's episode, episode number 117, make sure you guys go check that one out. Um, at least check out the first eight and a half minutes because I did my final tribute and my final goodbye to Kobe Bryant. So rest in peace, Kobe, rest in peace, Gigi, and rest in peace to the other victims who were involved in the helicopter crash. Um, the rest of the episode is kind of pointless. I mean, if you want to see what I said as my keys to success for the Super Bowl, then by all means, go check that one out. Um, but yeah, man, I'm going to do a little Super Bowl recap in a little bit. But I want to talk about the NBA trade deadline. It wasn't a bunch of moves, but I wanted to touch on like the the major ones for real, for real. That's, that's what I really wanted to do. And then I'll do a little Super Bowl recap. I know it seems like the Super Bowl was so long ago, but I still got to touch on it. I still got to talk about it. I got to get my thoughts out on it. So without further ado, man, let's hop into the NBA trade deadline, which just passed the other day. By the way, I'm recording on Saturday, February the 8th. Uh, this episode should be available tomorrow, February the 9th. Um, the 10th of the very latest, but definitely I think tomorrow for sure. So without further ado, man, we had a trade deadline. Did happen the other day on Thursday. I'm sorry, when yeah, Thursday, Thursday was the deadline. And we had some we had some instant moves, man. The first move that I want to talk about was like the first one that kind of set it off, and that was the Clint Capella to Atlanta in a 14 deal which included 12 players. So the Rockets acquired Timberwolves forward Robert Covington, and they traded Clint Capella to the Hawks. And, and the Timberwolves get two first-round picks, Houston's first. And it was an instant trade, man. So many players were involved in this one. Hold on. All right, so the Hawks got Clint Capella and then they, who they waived. Um, Rockets got Robert Covington. The Wolves got Malik Beasley, uh, Juan Herman Gomez, Evan Turner, um, a first-round pick from the Hawks. The Nuggets got Jared, Gerald Green, who they also released. Um, Keita Bates-Jopp and a Houston Rockets first-round pick. And then Houston also got Jordan Bell in this trade, but they moved Jordan Bell to the Grizzlies. Minnesota sent Shabazz Napier to Denver, who also got shipped over to the Wizards the following day. And they also sent over Jared Vanderbilt to Minnesota. And Noah Vonley got traded to the Nuggets. So it was a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces involved in this one. Um, but the big fish, obviously, is Clint Capella. Um, so what do I think about this move? Uh... I guess I got to talk about both angles. So the Rockets, they get Robert Covington, who was a nice wing player, man. He's 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 solid. He definitely he's pretty solid. He's one of the most solid players in the league. Um, I think he averages about 14, 15 a game. This year's numbers are down a little bit. He's averaging about 12 points. But um, he's a solid guy, man. He can space the floor a little bit. Um, but he's a he's he's a he's a nice defender though. He's a nice defender, and I think that's the type of utility guy that is needed in Mike D'Antoni's system. As for Clint Capella, um, 
the Rockets were 12 and 2 without him. So they currently they, they were 12 and 2. Well, they were 11 and 1 before they moved them. They beat the Lakers and lost to Phoenix last night. But at the time of the deal, they were 11 and 1 without him. So I guess that's a big contract, kind of a big contract that they, they were able to get off of. Um, for the Hawks, I think it's a nice move. Gives them a rim protector. Um, they they didn't really have a good a really good center. Um, I mean, they got John Collins playing power forward. Um, but then they, they the Hawks need players. They just need more players to build around Trey Young. And I'm assuming that's what they're that's that's their ultimate goal at the least. I think that's what they're gonna do. So, I mean, solid trade. I don't really have like a rating to give this one. Um, Kind of caught me off guard. Um, I didn't know who was going to get Clint Capella. I heard Boston might get him. Um, heard a couple of other teams, but the Atlanta Hawks wind up getting Clint Capella. Another trade that happened was Andre Iguodala being traded to the Miami Heat. The Heat sent Justice Winslow, James Johnson, and Deion Waiters for Andre Iguodala, Solomon Hill, and Jay Crowder. Now, I thought this was a nice trade, man, because the Heat are one of those teams that are chasing Milwaukee. They're um, right there with Philadelphia and obviously the Boston Celtics. Everybody is chasing Milwaukee. I still think that Milwaukee is going to come out of the East. But Iguodala is another wing body that you can throw at Giannis. Um, Jay Crowder, he could throw his body at Giannis as well. And Jimmy Butler, obviously. So I thought that was a good move, man. I was really hoping that Andre Iguodala would get to the Lakers. But God, I'm glad that he didn't get to the Clippers. So I like the move for both teams. Um, Iguodala obviously wasn't playing for the Grizzlies. He wasn't going to. So they pick up some solid guys like Deion Waiters and Justice Winslow. Just some solid pieces for basically nothing because Iguodala had never suited up a single game for them. So I guess it's a win-win for both teams in a way. Definitely a win for the Heat because they got the better player. Um, so I do like this trade, man. Moving on, we had another trade, man. This was kind of a surprise, man. The Pistons traded center Andre Drummond to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they got rid of him for some spare tires, man. John Henson and Brandon Knight in a second-round pick that is not until 2023. Hey, man, it's a, it's a cold business. It's a cold world. Um... But, yeah, they got rid of him for spare tires, man. Shoot, I, I wish I knew the price was like this for Andre Drummond, man. The Lakers could have got him or something like that, man. They, Pistons, they, they got nothing back for him. So, obviously, that just shows you that they wanted to get rid of him and get him off the books. That, that's basically what that trade tells you. And moving right along to, um, I got another trade. I got two more trades to talk about. The Clippers get Marcus Morris in a three-team deal. Um, the deal included the following teams, the Clippers, the Knicks, and the Wizards. The Clippers got Isaiah Thomas, who they waived, Marcus Morris, and Jerome Robinson went to the Wizards, and the Knicks got Mo Harkless in the 2021st round pick. So, um, a lot of people are saying that the Lakers are the biggest loser in this, and I agree in a sense. Um, I wanted the Lakers to pick up Marcus Morris in the offseason. He was one of those guys that I thought that the Lakers would absolutely get. Um, he's a clutch sports guy. Obviously, that's the same guy that represents LeBron James, Anthony Davis, as well as Contavious Caldwell Pope, all three guys who are on the Lakers. 
So I thought they would at least get one of the Morris twins, but they got neither one. And Marcus Morris is definitely the best out of the two. Um, no, no, no disrespect to Keith, but Marcus Morris is a better shooter. Um, they're both tough guys, man. I like them. They, they, I like them when they were at Kansas. But um, he goes to the Clippers. He gets to go to the Clippers and gets to play with some more good pieces. And Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, obviously, Lou Williams, um, Montrez Hill. We all know about the rest of the crew, Pat Bev. All of those guys, man. So the Lakers are a loser in a sense, but people like Skip Bayless are talking about the Lakers should have gave up Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma. I'm like, nah. I'm like, nah. Um, a lot of the people are out on Kyle Kuzma. I'm not. I'm not completely out on him because I mean he's a young guy. The Lakers have a bunch of old players on their team, and he's he's still good, man. He's still a good young player. He has a lot of skill. And still hasn't, I don't think he's peaked. Um, some could argue he peaked his rookie year, but, you know, whatever. Kuzma's still nice. I still like Kuz, but I don't know, man. I, don't, I still don't, quite not sure how he fits with LeBron and AD. They just haven't really completely meshed yet, but, um, you know, it's All-Star break is only next week. They, they still got some time to figure this thing out. Um, but Marcus Morris gets to go to the Clippers nevertheless. Um, moving along to another trade that I think a lot of people overreacted to, and I'm going to tell you why in a second. Um, but this trade was the Golden State Warriors and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Warriors trade guard D'Angelo Russell to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins, and the Warriors get a top three protected 2021 first round pick and a 2021 second round pick. And Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman go to the Timberwolves. So, um, not bad. Um, not bad. And a lot of people are just saying bad things about Andrew Wiggins. And uh, shout out to Ty Kira for this because me and Ty, I love Ty, man. We, we had this conversation the other day um, just talking about different trades and stuff like that. And she actually told me to give my thoughts on this trade on the podcast because we go back and forth we talk about the league and stuff all the time and um yeah a lot of people are hating on this trade man but i, I see andrew wiggins is a guy man who i'm gonna just paraphrase everything that i said to her so i pretty much say you know the wolves have been wanting d'angelo russell for a while and they finally get him but on the flip side for golden state i don't think it's a bad trade because andrew wiggins he's gotten a bad rap and some fair and some also very unfair criticism has been thrown at Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, he hasn't lived up to being a number one pick, obviously. I mean, when you draft the guy number one, you're hoping that he can, he can, you know, change the whole dynamic of the franchise. Um, you know, I thought him and Carl Anthony Towns, that whole Jimmy Butler thing, I thought it was going to be promising, man. I really did. I genuinely thought it was going to work. But we all saw how that ended. Jimmy Butler blasted those guys on national TV. Um... So, yeah, we saw how that went out. But I'm looking at it like this, man. He's had a few good seasons, averaging 20-plus. And, uh, you know, the guys, he's, he scored 40 points in a game in this league, man. Well, you could do that. You know, you're, you're a bucket, and there's obviously still talent there. Um, you know, you can say those are empty stats. I don't really think that. But um, when we look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, you look at them. What if the Timberwolves ever won? Um, this franchise is a loser organization. They were a loser organization when they had Kevin Garnett. And Kevin Garnett is one of the best players to ever play. 
one, definitely one of the best power forwards, but he's arguably the best power forward. Um, but, you know, behind Tim Duncan and, you know, Dirk Carmelo, Charles Barkley, up there with them. But that is elite company. Um, I say KG is probably a top 30 player. We can argue if anybody wants to, but they, they weren't even winning with him. Okay? I mean, they made a couple of all-star appearances. I mean, not all-star, playoff appearances. Um, KG did win one MVP. But, I mean, come on. What's the track record on this team? This is a loser organization and a bad franchise. So, everybody is not capable of overcoming a bad organization and a bad franchise. You see what's happened all around sports. The Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Redskins even. Those are dysfunctional organizations. You look in the NBA. Look at the Knicks. Dysfunctional organization. Everybody is not built to overcome and it takes more than one guy to overcome such a horrible organization and the Timberwolves are by far one of the worst teams ran one of the worst ran teams in the NBA I, I hate to get all emotional about this but I just think that people aren't aren't looking at it you know from both from both views you know what I'm saying they're just looking at oh Andrew Wiggins he's a bust he's not gonna make a difference okay that's a loser franchise man they never had any sustained success so I think going to Golden State is great for him. And I also think a change of scenery works out for players. You look at guys like Brandon Ingram, Zach Levine. Um, Zach Levine was on the Timberwolves as well, man. Look at him now. I mean, I know the Bulls aren't doing good, but he's shining. And you look at Brandon Ingram, the Lakers were kind of dysfunctional. We saw how that Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson thing went out. And way before then, the whole Jim Buss, Mitch Kupchak organization, that whole regime. So... You know, a change of scenery is a good thing for players. Now, I will say this, because a lot of you guys probably think I'm a big Andrew Wiggins fan, but I will say this. If he can't get it right in Golden State, which is a very stable organization, one of the best-ran um, organizations in basketball and all the sports, then it's him. But the talent is there, so I'm just... I've been optimistic because the talent is definitely there, and... You know, next year he'll get to play with Clay and Steph. And I think that works out for him, man. They, they needed a guy who could slash to the basket, a guy who could create their own shot. Um, they haven't really had that um, at the forward position. So I think it's a good move, man. Good move for both teams. The the fit for D'Angelo Russell with Golden State was always kind of questionable. But, um, yeah, man, they're moving on. So I like the trade for both sides. I do. All right, so I want to switch gears. And I want to talk um, the Super Bowl, man. Uh, this is probably my goodbye to the NFL for a while, for a number of weeks. Um, probably until, you know, right before the draft. I mean, we do got the combine that begins at the end of the month uh, in early March. And we got pro days and stuff of that nature. But the draft isn't really until April. So, um, you know, we got free agency in March as well. So I'll probably hop back in around March, do a free agency recap. Um, the XFL is going on, but I'm not really going to talk about that. But, um, yeah, man. Um, so for the Super Bowl, I want to talk real quick. As you all know, the Chiefs won this one 31 to 20. Um, shout out to the Chiefs for winning their first Super Bowl in 50 years since Super Bowl, um, four. Uh, I want to say this real quick before I get into the recap. Um, I wanted to say rest in peace to my old neighbor, Mr. Greg who passed away a few years ago, um, but he was a big-time Kansas City Chiefs fan, a huge Chiefs fan. 
um, back in the days where they had Trent Green at quarterback, um, Priest Holmes, um, Dante Hall. You guys remember him on the kick returns and punt returns? He's a great return specialist. Um, Larry Johnson, um, Tony Gonzalez, Eddie Kennison, um, bunch of players. Those guys, man. Um, uh, so many guys, man. Um, Patrick Sertain. So many guys, man. So many guys. Um, but yeah, man. I just want to say rest in peace to him because he was the biggest Chiefs fan that I knew. Um, during football season, we always go outside and his dad, he, you know, Mr. Gravy, yeah, go Chiefs. They always say that, man. So uh, rest in peace because that was like the first Chiefs fan that I ever met him and his son. Um, um, I got Dwayne. His dad is a big Chiefs fan. So shout out to those guys, man. Shout out to them, man. They've been riding for the Chiefs for a while. So, and uh, I'm now riding with them too. Not, 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 not completely, but y'all, y'all, y'all know I mess with the Chiefs. But this game was crazy, man. And it kind of went exactly how I said it was gonna go. I said this game was gonna come down to a number of things. All of those things that I named occurred in this game. I said if the if the 49ers are able to rattle Patrick Mahomes, they can win this game. And we saw that when they were up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and Patrick Mahomes had threw his second interception of the game. And that one wasn't really his fault. Um, he could have threw a better ball, but Tyreek could have caught it. But like I said, man, the 49ers were able to rattle him on the offensive side of the ball for the 49ers. They were running the ball at a very a very effective rate and an efficient rate. They were gashing the Chiefs, man, with Raheem Mostert, um, Tevin Coleman, and even Debo Samuel. They were they were doing their thing on the ground, man. They were eating. And Kyle Shanahan does things like scheme up his fullback Kyle Juszczyk, who scored a touchdown in this game. So I I said this stuff, man. I said this stuff. Um, I said for the Chiefs, I said um for the Chiefs, man, uh, this game could come down to better quarterback play. Better quarterback play prevailed in this game. We saw Patrick Mahomes make good throw after good throw, which is why I think that he won Super Bowl MVP despite throwing two picks. Um, some can argue Damian Williams, but Patrick Mahomes was making the great throws. We saw the one he threw up his back foot. Um, just north of 40 yards to uh, hook up with Tyreek Hill. That was a big throw that was made in that game. Um, it's tough to not give it to Mahomes. Um, like I said, some could argue Sammy, I mean, not Sammy Watkins, Damian Williams. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if, no, actually, I do know. Um, I think we got to start acknowledging that Kyle Shanahan is a choke artist. Now, what he did in the first half, butchering the clock and not being aggressive and going after the Chiefs and possibly going up a possession, instead, the, the game was tied 10-10 to 10 going into the half, which I don't really understand. I don't really understand, man. This is a team that we saw come back from 24 down. They came back from a double-digit deficit against the Tennessee Titans. We've seen this movie. So to not go after them and try to, you know, expand upon your league and your dominance because the 49ers controlled the game through the first three quarters. They controlled it. And I thought they should have been up more than just 10 at the half. So I don't know, man. They did have, they were up 10 in the fourth quarter after a Patrick Mahomes interception, his second one of the game. But I got to, this is an indictment on Kyle Shanahan. This is also an indictment on Jimmy Garoppolo, who missed 
Emmanuel Sanders wide open on the top. Wide open, man. Um, I gotta pass the blame to Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan. I don't want to overreact, and I don't. I don't really think I am because I had a number of days to think about this. Like I'm recording six days later talking about this, but I still think Kyle Shanahan choked. Um, you are gashing the Chiefs on the ground to the point where Tyron Matthew said after the game that the Chiefs were grateful that the 49ers stopped running the ball. He really said the Chiefs were grateful. Grateful? <laughs> that, that tells you all you need to know about what you did wrong and what you didn't do. You should have kept running the ball because I, I was watching and I was like, yo, they're getting six, seven yards of pop. They are gashing. And they had three backs doing it. Well, two backs and Debo Samuel all contributed on the ground. And they couldn't stop it. They, they really couldn't stop it. Um, But I got to give credit when credit is due to my guy, Patrick LeVon Mahomes, the second um, special player, man. Only started 36 games in his career, a very young career. Wins an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, the youngest to do both. Well, not both. Lamar won MVP, but the youngest at the time to do it. Um, he's definitely the youngest to win Super Bowl MVP. But, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I feel like that wasn't supposed to happen, for real. The 49ers were going to win, but they let the Chiefs hang around, man. And that's what cost them, man. This is a team that came back from, from 24. Came back down from 24. 24 nothing. You can't give this team that kind of life. And a shout-out to um, guys like Bashar Breeland and Kendall Fuller. They played really well, man. And Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Uh, Frank Clark, Crix Jones, he bounced, he uh, batted some passes down. Uh, uh, Nick Bosa, man, he had 12 total pressures in that game. He was all up in the face of Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I don't think this is the end for the 49ers. I don't. They'll be back. I mean, they do play in a tough division with the Seahawks, who split with them in the regular season. And the Rams, I think they'll be improved. Um, and the, the Cardinals are on the rise. So, I mean, they do have a tough division. But do I think this is the end of them? No. Um, but, yeah, man, go Chiefs, man. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs, man, for winning this Super Bowl, man. Um, dang, it sucks that I'm not talking NFL anymore. Oh, I did predict this Super Bowl though, a couple weeks ago, man. I said... uh. Chiefs 49ers or Chiefs, I mean, or Ravens 49ers. So, I got the Super Bowl I really wanted, and I got the team that I really wanted to win. So, Mike is happy. Um, But, yeah, man, I, I don't think I have anything else to touch on. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support, man. I'm your guy. I'm your host, Mike Curry. Um, I really appreciate all the love, man. It means a lot. Um gonna talk NBA more and more and more so next time I come talk to you guys it'll be about the NBA it may take a week off or two I don't know um, we do got all-star weekend coming up um, team LeBron versus team Giannis so that should be fun all the festivities should be fun but yeah man I'll be back soon guys don't worry but uh one last time it's your boy Mike Curry signing out episode number 118 is done peace